Peace to everyone in the name of Jesus. We just want to say that we love you so much. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. We love you so much. And there is actually nothing, amen. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, that you can do about it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. It is the four o'clock hour. Amen. And with that being said, saints, I just want to, I just want to say a word of prayer and then we're going to go ahead on. Amen. And get started. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for being who you are. Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for bringing us through the night, Lord. Lord, thank you for giving us another day to live, to learn, to grow. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for the forgiveness of sins, Lord. Transgressions, wrong thoughts, wrong motives, evil intent. Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for creating in us a clean heart and renewing in us a right spirit in the name of jesus lord we appreciate you for being abba thank you lord that you loved us before we even loved ourselves lord we thank you lord god for the written word lord that you left us lord our roadmap lord we thank you lord god for the ears to hear the eyes to see what you have said what you have spoken thus shall it be brought to pass in the name of jesus hallelujah in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah in the name of jesus lord we appreciate you thank you for those lord god that will come into live lord thank you for those that will listen later lord i thank you lord god for blessing them in the name of jesus lord i yield myself to you lord god i pray that you would speak through me lord in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I tell you what, saints. I appreciate you. And I'm glad about you. Amen. I am so glad about you. Hallelujah. Uh, we are going to. It is the 4 o'clock hour. And I am Rachel Niagara. Hallelujah. Coming to you with another podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to visit us again. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We're going to go to John. We're going to walk on water. Hallelujah. We are going to walk on water. And we're going to the book of John. All right. Chapter 6. Okay. John chapter 6. And we're going to go to verse 66. So that's John 666. And let's see what the Lord is saying in John 6. 6. 6. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. So we're going to go back. Of course, we're going to dial back. But I I just want you to see what it says. Amen. In 6, chapter 6, verse 66, it says, Okay, it says, From that time, many of his disciples, this is those that would pretty much try to follow him close. All right. It says, At that time, okay, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walk no more with him. Amen. So, 
many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. So what happened? Do you know what happened? We're going to go back and see what happened because whatever happened, verse 66 says that from that time, many, it, didn't, it just said many, okay, of his disciples, disciples are those that, okay, they, they walk close, they want to learn, amen, they want to live, learn, and grow, all right? But it says, many of his disciples walk no more with him. All right. And let's let's see what disciples mean. Let's see what it means. Okay. At that time, many of his disciples walk no more with him. All right. So let's see here. Okay, disciples. Amen. Disciple. A person, okay, a personal follower of Jesus during his life, especially one of the 12 apostles. All right. And, um, then it has a, it has apostle and it has follower. All right. Apostle and follower for the similarity of who they're talking about. Right. Um, a follower or student of a person, excuse me, a follower or student of a teacher, leader, or philosopher. All right. A follower, a believer, a believer, an admirer, a devotee. All right. A disciple. Disciple. A personal follower of Jesus during his life. He's still living, especially one of the 12 apostles. All right. So it has apostle and it has follower. All right. Apostle and follower. Amen. And so with that being said, verse 66 says that um, from that time, many of his disciples, okay, they went back and walked no more with him. They went back and walked no more with him. So let's go back to verse 1. Amen. Go to verse 1 here. Hallelujah. Because we talked about this is uh, something the Lord gave me on yesterday. We, okay, we're talking about um, being a follower on yesterday. You understand? And then... A little bit later that day, the Lord gave me this. Amen. So the Lord is really, he's really, he's really speaking to us about making sure that we really are followers of Jesus. Amen. Making sure that we really are followers of Jesus. All right. John 6 and 1 says, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude follow him because they saw. Now, I and, and this is this is true. This is facts. Amen. This is true and this is facts. And this is one of the, this is a great reason why 
many people will follow because of what is in verse 2. A great multitude follow him because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were deceased. All right. So they saw the miracles which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain and there he sat with his disciples. Amen. So they were following him for the miracles. All right. They were following him for the miracles. And if you look around, there are so many people that are starving to see a miracle. You know what I'm saying? Like people are literally starving to see a miracle. You could be... You could be the most sinful person you want to be. If you can, if you can uh, conjure up a good miracle, you can, you can get, you can gain a great following. Amen. If you can conjure up a good miracle, you can gain a, a great following. And this is why the Lord says, "My people perish for the lack of knowledge." Amen. Because uh, people are, people are. Uh, magic workers and all these different people they're doing it every day and they're getting people to follow them and some of these people are children of God but it's because they're unlearned it's because they don't study the word and it's because um they, they're just going on uh emotions amen they're going on emotions okay so many of them follow them for the miracles all right and Jesus went up into the mountains, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? All right. So Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company coming to him. And he said to Philip, whence, whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Amen. For he himself knew what he would do. All right. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which had five barley loaves and, all right, two small fish. But what are they among so many? Verse 10, and Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he, dis he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down. And likewise of the fish as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain 
that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. So he departed again and he departed alone. And when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh to the ship, and they were afraid. But he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went immediately the day following when the people which stood at the other side now i love verse 21 <laughs> yes i love verse 21 okay because this is beautiful saints verse 21 says then they willingly received into the receive him into the ship Okay. They willingly received them into the ship. And guess what happens when they when they when they willingly alright what happened when they willingly alright received him alright into the ship. I wonder what happened. Alright, what happens when we willingly do something? Amen. And let's see what the word Okay, willingly means. Okay. Willingly. Willing. Willing. Okay. Ready, eager, or prepared to do something. All right. Ready, eager, prepared to do something. They willingly received them into the ship. All right. Given or done readily. Prepared disposed inclined all right um yeah eagerly eagerly all right eagerly so they were ready for him to get in the ship the question is what would happen now if you and i okay were willingly ready to receive and to submit to the lord of hosts what would happen what would happen if you and I were immediately, readily, 
eagerly ready all right to receive the lord into our ship into our vessels into our lives into our situations guess what happened the bible says and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went so what does that mean that means where you're trying to go many things that we try to do amen all it takes is that willingness to receive the lord and this is those of us that are wanting and desiring his will to be done amen it takes a willingness okay to receive him all of him all of him and then while receiving all of him hallelujah hallelujah while receiving all of him <laughs> immediately immediately the things that you desire to have you have them immediately the places that you're like lord i know you said i'm to do this and i know you said i'm to do that the lord says immediately immediately these they were like lord i'm waiting on you and the lord is like no 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 i'm waiting on you amen i'm waiting on you well lord what you mean you waiting on me i have my bags packed beside the door right i bought my plane ticket okay i've done this i've done that i've got my fares in order what do you mean you're waiting on me amen but many times the lord could be waiting on us to pray this prayer and to align our feet with it lord thank you for creating in me a clean heart and renewing in me a right spirit hallelujah 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 many times the lord could be waiting on us while we're looking around like lord i've gotten it ready i got it ready for the husband lord i need a husband lord i've moved all my stuff to one side of the closet or i moved my stuff out of that closet i have that closet over there empty i'm ready for his stuff and i have you know i'm i'm, I'm i've prepared the home for a husband prepared the home for a wife and everything i'm i've went and i've did this and i've you know i've i've gotten a bank account or joint accounts but i'm just waiting for the other name to put on there you know and i'm just lord you know i've i've made my life wife proof i've made my life husband proof now i just need the husband need the wife right and the lord is saying you're looking around and you have these carnal things ready but i'm waiting on something a little deeper to be ready because if that thing that's deeper is not ready you're gonna mess all of these things up that you've been waiting on you've been waiting on the wife you're gonna mess it up just as soon as you get it been waiting on the husband you're gonna mess it up as soon as you get it why because you got all these things outside done but you did not you did not lay your heart for before me says the lord you didn't lay your heart before me you didn't allow me to come in and invade your space Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whether they went. 
Immediately it was. Amen. Immediately it was there. All right, 22. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereunto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone, howbeit there came other boats from tip, from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. All right. So in this time, the people were seeking for the Lord. All right. Many of them follow him. Why? Well, because of the miracles, because of the miracles. So this is why I have that great question. After the miracle, who is born again? After the miracle, who 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 wants to walk up right after the miracle? Oh, my hip got healed. That's great. But do we take that same hip back to the club and shake it? I can see now. That's awesome. But do we take those same eyes and go look at pornography? Do we take those same eyes and go lusting after somebody else's wife, somebody else's husband? Do we do that? Okay. I'm healed. I'm healed. That's great. But what are you going to do with the healing? Because receiving a miracle never got us in the kingdom of God. That's just one of the works. Receiving a miracle. I received a miracle. That's awesome. But what are people doing with the miracles now? Are we being born again? Hmm? Are we being born again? All right. So am I against miracles? Of course not. Of course not. But I am, I am one that looks further. Like Jesus did when he said, go and sin no more. At least a worse thing come upon you. This is not just to be popular. Oh, he healed me. She healed me. No, you have to get up and be about your father's business now. Because now he's, in the, he's invested a miracle in you. you. He's watching you. He's watching to see what you're going to do with that healed body of yours. That healed mind, the healed way of thinking. He's watching to see. So they begin seeking for Jesus. Verse 25 says, and when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? All right. When camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. So now we have those that are following for the food. All right. Because over here. In. Verse 2, it says, And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. So a great multitude is following now because of the miracles. 
All right. Then over here, okay, in verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. All right. So he said, don't follow for the meat. All right. But for the meat of the word, which the Lord, okay, the son of man will give you. Amen. The son of man will give you the meat. Follow for the meat and not for something that will perish. Amen. Then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered, said unto them, this is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he had sent. But hold on a minute. I want to know how can we do the work of God? How can we do miracles and how can we feed the masses with so little? I just want to know how can we do this? Jesus went on to say that this is the work of God. This is the work of God, what we're doing right now. That ye believe on him who he hath sent. Hmm. You know, this verse 29 is one of those things where we kind of, you know, I, I really don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to believe on who he has sent. You know, I don't want to believe on, you know, but I just want, I want the big stuff. I want the big stuff. But it starts with the small stuff. Amen. It starts with the word the Lord blew up before me the other day. Believe. Blew it up like a balloon. Believe. It starts with believing. Amen. Believing that if we step out on faith and it looks like nothing, that something really is there. Amen. Because the word of God, he says, I am the way. We cannot physically see the way, but yet we say we're walking by faith. How can we walk by faith and say we and say we believe in the way, but we don't see it? The word of God, we don't see it. So is that faith walking on nothing, believing something is there? It is. It is because there's a highway and the unclean shall not pass over it. <coughs> Excuse me. The unclean shall not pass over this. So this is the faith walk. Amen. It is a faith walk. And so we walk by faith. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so verses 30 says that they said, therefore, unto him, what sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee that thou that Excuse me. What doest thou work? All right. So verse 30. Very interesting. They said therefore to him. What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee that doest thou work? Verse 30. What sign? What sign you going to show us? What sign? What sign? Okay. What sign? 31. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. But my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. All right. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. All right. Uh, That's John 6 and 33. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. All right. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jesus told them, I am the bread of life. All right. So this is where we get. He's our bread of life and the river of living water. Amen. He's the bread of life and that river of living water. Because he said, and you shall never thirst again. All right. I am the bread of life. He cometh unto me. Shall he that cometh unto me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Amen. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. Amen. So if you can imagine, this is a hard saying to those that are hungry for a sign and they're hungry for a wonder. All right. You can imagine that this was a hard saying to them. Right. Uh, for those that were hungry, wanting food, you know, it's a hard. It was a hard saying to them when he said, I am the bread of life. He said they were. They said our fathers, you know, they ate. Moses gave them, you know, and they ate, you know, and Jesus said, well, I'm the bread of life. And I'm the one that's come that was sent so that you will never thirst again. Right. But it's just a hard saying from somebody that wants something, you know, that they can see or feel or taste or touch or smell. Amen. And if you look at it, they could feel Jesus. They could see Jesus. They could touch him. They could smell him. Right. Says, but I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will, which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is a will of him that sent me that everyone which seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Everyone that seeth the son and believeth on him. Amen. May have everlasting life. Remember what we said. Believe me. It doesn't necessarily mean, well, I believe Jesus and I believe Jesus was here. No, believe goes deeper than that. If you believe that you're, that that the building was on fire and you was in it with your children, would you get out of that building? Would you make preparations to exit the building? Yes, 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 we would. Amen. Because the building is on fire. Amen. And because we believe it's on fire. Right. Then. 
now we're making preparation to get out of that building because we believe it's on fire. Well, in order for us to believe in Jesus, it don't just stop with I believe in Jesus. No, we make preparations to do things, right? To do what? Well, to start cleaning up our lives and start uh, putting our feet on the path to walk this walk by faith because we believe in Jesus. All right. So uh, it's cliche when people say, you know, I believe in Jesus and I believe in Jesus. That's great. But now belief has has another meaning now. Belief now is simplified into a doing. What are we doing? If we believe, okay, that we've won a trip to Dubai, all right? It's all expenses paid trip to Dubai. And I I believe that I won these tickets, okay? Plane already paid for, hotel already paid for, food already paid for, okay? uh, Festivities already paid for, activities already paid for, everything's already paid for, taxi cabs already paid, everything's paid for. And I believe I have this all expenses paid trip to Dubai. Amen. I'm not just going to keep believing it all my life. And then I'll tell my kids and my kids, kids and my kids, kids, kids that, hey, I I, I want a trip to Dubai. But you never went, though. You you, you never went in the closet. You, You never packed a bag. You never put things in the bag. You never got affairs in order. Get somebody to feed the cat. Get somebody to feed the dog. Never. You never went to the airport. Never got on the plane. Okay? Never flew over there all those hours. You never landed, got off the plane, and started the journey of what you say you believe that you had. Which was an all expenses paid trip. So have we set up for just believing? But we, we never, we never start the journey. Because maybe sometimes it seems like the journey is too far. Maybe sometimes it seems like the journey is too hard. Sometimes. But do we let that outweigh all of these benefits? No. Sometimes we, we, we just settle for believing that we've won an all expenses paid trip, but we don't never go any further because we have a fear now of flying, a fear of heights, okay? A fear, a fear of being off the ground, all right? I don't really like being in the airways, so because I have a fear a complex of something now you know I just don't wanna so I just settle for hey guess what yeah yep yep I won these tickets and yeah I could have went yep yep so maybe we did have a we had a we had a spur of the moment where we went and looked it up on the computer oh Dubai has this and they have that they have this and they have that so then as the generations come and the generations come, we then begin to tell people about what we believe we had, which was the tickets, all expenses paid. And we begin to tell them how Dubai looks and all the attributes of Dubai and all of these things. But we never took time to go there.
but because we we've heard about it and we've seen pictures and we've heard other people talk about it do we go on the years to come and you know hey i had this trip and yeah dubai is a nice place and it's this and it's that who are those that are willing now didn't remember it took a a willingness okay in verse 21 then they willingly received him into the ship and immediately immediately the ship was at the land whither they went immediately it was but they had to they had to receive him right and many times we just we can settle for the stories that was told generation after generation time and time again many times we can settle for what he said she said they said that it's supposed to be like but who's really going to put their foot on the path and walk this thing out because uh, not just settling on what the scripture said it's supposed to be but the scripture also said that we are to walk this thing out and walk it by faith the scripture said there's a highway called holiness and it's sanctified and set apart and the unclean shall not tread their own the scriptures say this so that means that there's a highway that that i can walk on and all i have to do is be willing enough to receive jesus in and believe with that word blown up in my life believe it starts with the believing in order for me to start walking i believe in that jesus is the way and while the way out there on the street okay that's a way too and and these ways lead to carnal things leads to carnal jobs carnal businesses carnal restaurants okay carnal uh, football games these these roadways lead to carnal things that we can see but jesus said that he's the way so none of these roads okay church houses and all the rest of the stuff none of these roads are going to get me physically to this place where 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 i'm gonna pull up and there here is jesus and, and he says i'm the way right now dialing it back a little bit there are some church houses out there where you can pull up to the church house but that doesn't mean that you don't pull it up to the way you know what i'm saying we put up to a building when you go inside and there may be a man of god a daughter of zion that is going to show you the true authentic way and if if this happens it's a blessing from god if this happens but many times we look across the land and this is not happening this is not happening many of them are leading the people to them not to to the way all right so they're leading the people to them why well because i would like for you to settle right here all right be a part of this congregation settle right here that's not the goal the goal is not for people to settle right here the goal is for people to learn the way okay learn the way and if you are on a journey 
All right. Then you can take this way with you whatsoever you go and you say and you won't error against the ways, the teachings of the Lord. Amen. Wheresoever we go the way. Amen. So going to a church setting and hearing the man of God, the, the daughter of Zion tell you how to get connected on this way, because from the time we're born. To the time we leave here, we are used to being able to see everything. All right. I see the the post office over there. I see the supermarkets over there. I see the shopping centers. I see this. I see that. So now. So now in order for us to be back trained to be able to see the spirit realm. okay, we have to be taught this. All right. And if we're not taught this, okay, then we're going to be one of those that go out and grab spiritual stuff because all of us are spiritual beings. We're going to go grab a whole bunch of spiritual stuff and these things are going to lead us to a way that seem right, but the end thereof is destruction. These ways seem right. It seems right to have some type of spiritual guidance, right? So I'm just going to grab the spiritual guidance, but we neglect the fact, okay, that Satan is spiritual as well. All right. Do we understand that Satan is spiritual as well? Yes, he is spiritual as well. Amen. Yeah, he is. And with that being said, he masked himself. Okay. He can mask himself in anything anybody want to believe if you want to believe that the flowers are you know that the flag is in the flowers the enemy can mask himself in that right and you can we can pray to that flower we can say flower i really want to find a, a true friend and i don't have any friends flower and flower i would like to find a friend so flower i need you to uh give me the grace to find okay uh a true friend okay and we can go the next day and feel like we found a true friend and and what does this do it makes us feel like that flower hurt me right and so this is how people okay in time past they have gained other gods that they thought were gods pagan gods and they begin to pray to the cows and they begin to pray to different things because they thought that these things uh were uh a, a, a supreme they thought these things were uh spiritual guidances and things like this and the enemy has he he can deceive okay he can deceive you and i if it were possible, he would deceive the elect. But because the Lord has given us eyes to see and ears to hear, you know, and we might just be thinking real hard one day, like, oh, is that, is that you, God? Is that you? But as you continue to see the fruit, amen, this is when we be, we know, no, this is not God, right? But this is why we have to have our flesh under subjection because Sometimes the flesh won't, okay, that friend. Sometimes the flesh won't, okay, the fellowship. Sometimes the flesh won't, 
different things. Amen. And because the flesh just desires it, they want the wife, want the husband, want the kids, want this, want that. And many times our cravings can get us in a mess because now the enemy, even and, and, and he can't hide, the enemy can't hide that long now. And he can't hide that long. A foot gonna stick out here and a big old ear gonna stick out there. He can't hide that long now. He can, he can tuck it in for a little bit, but then it's gonna stick back out, right? And sometimes our wants, because I want it so bad, alright, now I'm willing to see and don't see red flags. I'm willing to see and don't see, uh, that this really is, this friendship really is not of God. Right. Because every time I turn around, my name is in something. And I know you're the only one I told this information to. And every time I turn around, this information done leaked out over across town. And, and you just just sitting there like you haven't did nothing. Right. You ain't said nothing. So I'm saying all the red flags can't be trusted. I'm saying all the red flags. But because I want a friend so bad, I'm going to see and not see. And a lot of times we harm our own selves because why? Well, the Lord is supposed to be our shepherd. We shall not want. But sometimes because, you know, we we say we believe God and we love God. And yes, I'm for God. Sometimes we really don't believe. okay? and because we don't believe a lot of times we don't let the Lord be that shepherd that he desires to be. A shepherd will lead us and guide us in all truth and righteousness. And sometimes we don't let that shepherd do what he's supposed to do, which is lead us. So we still have these wants and we still have these desires. And sometimes we can let the wants and the desires override what we know. That's not God. We know this is not God. We know that it's not, but because I want to be held close and because I want this and I want that. But when God is our shepherd and, and we, okay, willingly receive him into the ship, all of our wants and our desires, they cease. Now the focus. Is on, Lord, what do you desire of me? Lord, how can I be better for you? How can I, what can I do to be better for you? What can I pull off? What can I put on to be better for you, Lord? What can I do? Right? And now our desires are toward him. He then gives us the desires of our heart, which means if you were desiring that husband, were desiring that wife, now, now that my, your desires is toward me, now I'll send that wife and she'll have my heart as well. I'll send that husband. He'll have my heart as well. And then there's no big old red flags that now we have to see and don't see because we're craving this so bad, craving that so bad. Now these red flags, there is none. It's like, Lord, you did this for me? You you blessed me like this? You 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 thought about me like this? You know what I'm saying? And so it's just a blessing to allow the Lord to be our shepherd. Willingly he leads us. Willingly 
He leads us. Amen. And sometimes he can lead us into the valley of the shadow of death. But do we believe? Do you believe? Hallelujah. Do you believe whether he lead us through the valley of the shadow of death? All right. We feel no evil because he's with us or whether he lead us beside the still waters. Okay. Either either way he lead us. Are we willing to go knowing that the master is here with me? Willingly, I have received him. Willingly, I have received him inside. So am I afraid? No. When the next person might be afraid, that's not my story, right? That's not my story. It's not my testimony because the Lord says, I'm never going to lead you. I'll always be with you even until the end. So with that being said, why am I afraid? Do we believe? Do we believe? So Jesus told them here, uh, I've sent. I am the one that the Lord has sent. I'm the one that Abba has sent. All right. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me, but you don't believe. Right. You see me and don't believe all that the father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me. I will in no wise cast out for I came down from heaven. Not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the father's will, which hath sent me, that all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that hath sent me. And everyone which seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. So now we have carnal and it's, it's against spirit now because the carnal mind can't understand, understand the things of the spirit. It only causes frustration because people try to understand it carnally. Well, if you're the, what the bread that the Lord brought down, then how is it that they ate? How is it that you're here and how is it that they're gone and how is it that they ate and had substance to stay alive the time that they did? It's just a whole lot when we're carnal trying to understand spiritual things. But the Lord already told us that they that worship him, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, which means the carnal mind is an enmity to God. All right. It can never please God. OK, so we have to understand this. From a spiritual standpoint, amen. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is this, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph? So now they want to get technical. All right. Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? Who is it then that he said, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto him, murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the father which hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. So Jesus told him no man will be able to come to me anyway unless the father draw him. Amen. No man will be able to come and understand these words that I'm saying unless the father draw him. So this, you know, that's it. No man will be able to do it. 45 says it is written in the prophets and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard 
and has learned of the father cometh unto me. All right. Every man. It is written in the prophets. It ain't written on them. Right. But it's written inside of the prophets. All right. Why? Because it's written on the table of their hearts. If they are a prophet of God, it's written on the table of their hearts. It is written in the prophets and they shall be all taught of God. And what does that mean when he said it is written in the prophets and they shall be all taught of God? What does this mean? It means, okay, that the school of the prophets, it means that you're pretty much wasting your money. All right. Most of the time, school of the prophets, they're going to tell you what the attributes of a prophet. Do you know that you can say you can take one payment from the school of the prophets? You can take it over to Barnes and Nobles. You can take it to Bulls and Million. All right. You can take it to the KJV and you can understand what the attributes of a prophet is. Amen. And if you if you need to look further to see, am I a prophet? Am I a prophetess? You can look at your life. Okay, the Lord is going to send a prophet or prophetess through a whole nother way. Why? Because you really will know me. You understand? You're not just going to say, hey, I believe Jesus and you really don't. Okay, those are false prophets. But you, if you're going to be my mouthpiece, then I'm going to hang all the laws on. I'm going to hang all the law on you. You're going to know me for real. All right. So a lot of times, am I, am I a prophet? Am I a prophet? And I don't know if I'm a prophet. Just a whole, just everybody, just a prophet. Everybody, everybody. But how does a prophet know if they're a prophet? One, you can look at your life. All right. Two, the, the attributes are in the word. Three, people have written many, many books. All right. About what it, what is the attributes of a prophet? Okay. Going to classes and, and, and most of the time, these classes, okay, these men, these women, most of the time now, they are drawing these people to them in some type of way. You hear me? They're drawing these people to them in some type of way. Amen. Most of the time, they're drawing the people to them in some type of way. So, um, but, Another way, uh, another attribute of a prophet is that the word is written in them. Amen. Are you one that's a stickler for the word? Well, the word says this and the word says that and the Bible says this, the Bible says that. Well, if you're not a stickler for the word, you know, and you're not interested in what the word says and these things like this, and but you've been saved for you know, a great number of years, three years, four years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 60 years, you know, and you know, it's, it's the Lord. He, he lets his servants know. Amen. He lets his servants know. So it says it is written in the prophets and they shall be taught of God. All right. They shall be taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. And another thing, too, is these people can't teach you how to be a prophet either. And they can teach you how to be a prophet of Jezebel, all right? Teach you how to be a prophet of Jezebel and prophesy stuff that I want to hear. But don't prophesy what God said. Prophesy good stuff. Don't prophesy against the house. 
but prophesy towards. Amen. Don't prophesy. Don't prophesy against now. But prophesy against. Okay. Because many times in, in this day and time, if you prophesy against the house, okay, and against the nature of man, against the nature of woman, this is when people will start whispering that you're a false prophet. All right. And and you can be a real prophet, a real prophet is where people can start whispering that you're a false prophet because you're saying things that they don't want to hear. Amen. And then, then there are those that can receive you in. Hey, yes, let's be in the company of the prophets. But it's because you prophesy good things. You prophesy the, those things that feel good. Right. And this is an embracing many times. And a lot of times, because of this, you can find your false prophets. Amen. False prophets. Because they prophesy good, great things. You're going to get a house. You're going to get a car. You're going to get a job. Right? You're going to get the money. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. And they don't say repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. They don't say uh these things like this. Amen. They don't say that. All right? They prophesy good things. And because they prophesy what looks like to be good, people want them around. Amen. But when you really open up your mouth and let the Lord use you, amen, is sometimes those prophecies, when I tell you they cut enough to draw blood, prophecies can cut enough to draw blood. You hear me? Amen. And when it get like that, you find yourself in the company of Isaiah. You find yourself in the company of Jeremiah. You find yourself in the company of the prophets Obadiah had, and then he hid them, all right? And these prophets were hid in a cave somewhere. Why? Because people wanted them dead. That's why. All right? People wanted them dead. If I could find you and kill you, right? So people wanted them dead. And uh, these are the prophets. Amen. And so... We left off on 47, and we're at 58 minutes. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Yes, you are, Lord. I am the bread of life. All right. Says, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven. That a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Again, okay, the Jews were looking at it from a carnal place. Amen. And it wasn't time for them to understand yet. Understand this. So the Jews was looking at this from a carnal place. Okay. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, Ye shall, ye have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, 
and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread, okay, which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Amen. Many of his disciples, what do we say a disciple was? Amen. A disciple is someone that follows closely. All right. The teachings of Jesus. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, and the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and life. So Jesus again was trying to explain the reason I'm telling you this, that I'm the bread, right? And you're going to eat my flesh and drink my blood is because it's the spirit of God that's speaking through me. All right. And he said that. And he said that it is a spirit that quickeneth and the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto thee, they are spirit and they are life. So what he's saying is if you eat these words, you can live. But if you murmur and complain against it, you know, you are rejecting life because it's the spirit of God that's speaking through me. Okay. And then 64 says, but there are some of you that believe not for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, therefore, said I unto you that no man can come unto me. Except it were given unto him of my father. Jesus said, this is why I told you. Nobody can come unto me unless father draw you. And if the Lord draw you, this means he's already unstopped your ears so you can hear. He's already dusted off your heart so you can receive. So the seed can fall on good ground and it can grow. He's already did it because he's prepared now to water that seed. One plant, one water, God gives it increase. Amen. So with this being said, Jesus was telling them, everybody is not given for them, for them to hear me unless Father draws them to me. Amen. And he said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, 66 says, from that time, Many of his disciples went back and walk no more with him. Can you see the word walk there? Again, yesterday I counted in the Strong's Concordance. Walk is listed in the Bible 413 times. This is what the Lord expects us to be doing. 
to be walking. Many people said Jesus walked it out. I don't have to. These people are counted out. Amen. Jesus, the Father, asks us to walk this walk by faith. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And so, when if you go, if you look it up and say how many times is walk in the Bible, they're only going to give you an estimate, okay? And that estimate is going to be on the word W-A-L-K. In the Strong's, I counted walk, W-A-L-K. I counted walketh, W-A-L-K-E-T-H. I counted walked, which is past tense, W-A-L-K-E-D. Amen. So all the forms of walk or walking, I counted walking, W-A-L-K-I-N-G. So all of these forms of walk, walketh, walked, walking, Okay, all of these forms come up to 413 times. And this word cannot be in the Bible 413 times without the Lord really meaning that he wants us to walk this walk by faith. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And so the Bible says in verse 66, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Well, if we bring it on, okay, up. Until today's time, because back then, that was that time, right? But if we bring it on up into today's time, that means that people, they they stop following when they realize it's not about having a Benz. People stop following when they realize it's not about having Coco Chanel. People, re- they they stop following when they realize, okay, it's not about Dos and Gabbana. People stop following when they realize it's not about, you know, all the name brands and, 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 and just you know, people stop following when they realize it's not about being so shiny and being so, you know, it's not all about that. And when people realize it's not all about that, well, is it really worth it? But they don't understand that heaven and earth and everything in it is going to pass away. All that stuff, those names, those people, all that's going to pass away. And then then, then they're going to really realize what it was about. They're going to really realize what was really important. They're going to really realize that all this stuff, I traded it. I traded a vapor of life for eternity. I traded having a bunch of stuff in this vapor of life versus an eternity of not just me, but generations after me can live and not die. Generations after me. My children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, they can live and not die. They can inherit the kingdom of God. They can walk the highway which few are walking. It's the truth. So from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you go away also? Now, verse 67. This is, this is a, this is very important. Verse 67 is very important. Because those of us that are preaching, teaching, witnessing, evangelizing, those of us that are, are witnessing, all of us, 
we have to be found in the position that it just doesn't matter if if every everybody go. It's fine. We have to be found in a place where people do not make up who I am. Having this circle of friends don't make up who I am. You know what I'm saying? Having this these these few people call don't make up who I am. Being surrounded with celebrities don't make up who I am. It don't make up who I am. And if it did, then we couldn't be found in the company of Jesus when he said unto the twelve, will you also go away? He didn't say, y'all not going to leave too, are you? No. Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Somebody with some sense. Somebody with some God sense. Verse 68. Yes, we look at Peter. We look at Peter. Peter did this. Peter did that. Peter did. Peter had some God sense about himself. How can we leave life and try to find life somewhere else? It's impossible. You have the words to eternal life. Where in the world are we going to go? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And Peter spoke. But it, it looks like Peter spoke for the group, don't it? Don't look like Peter spoke for the group. Where are we supposed to go? He didn't say, where am I supposed to go, Lord? Says then Simon Peter answered him, to whom shall we go? Not just, he wasn't just talking to Jesus, but the other ones around too, letting them know where you, where you going to go. If you do, if now, if you're thinking about going, where you going to go? Right? Where shall we go? So if it was somebody thinking, well, I guess I'll go on with them. After Peter got done, he said, where shall we go? You the one got eternal life. It's like, well, yeah, he right. I better, yeah, he right. Right? Yeah, he right. I better go and stay here. That's my best bet. This is my best bet. This is my best bet to stay here. Yes. It's our best bet to stay here. Amen. The grass is never greener on the other side. I don't know if they told you different, but let me tell you. The grass is never greener on the other side. Amen. The grass is going to be green where you water it. We're going to water it by the water of the word. Amen. And that is what makes the grass green. And if we're standing on it and the grass don't look as green, well, then we just need to continue to pull off and put on. Amen. Pull off the ways of the flesh. Put on the ways of the spirit. 
Amen. And then we can begin to appreciate what's around us. We begin to appreciate what I'm, what we're standing on, which is the word of God. I can appreciate the word of God. And if it looked like it don't come with a dose and Gabbana belt, oh, well, if it looked like it don't come with a guest belt and a guest suit and a guest hat and guest shoes, baby, that's fine. Because right here, this grass is just fine. It feels nice and I love it. Amen. Because the shepherd has led me here. It might be the valley of the shadow of death, but at least I know God is with me. Amen. And his sword, his his rod is going to protect me. I know that I have the comforter with me and we're going places. Amen. Sold out. Some people were bought out. Some people walked out just like these people. They walked out from the ways of God. Oh, we can teach God. We can teach God. But they themselves have walked out of the ways of God. Sixty nine says, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. And we believe and are sure. Make your calling and election sure. We believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered them. Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. Even in verse 69, Jesus did not let that. Just like when he told the man, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. He still now, okay, now I have these twelve and they believe. Jesus already knew they did, right? But a lot of times, sometimes people, you can't, you can't confine people. Don't, you can't confine people. Because when you confine people, it make them want to leave that much more. These are the confounds of the, and you can't, you can't, well, I tell you what, I just want to hang out. Just, just let me hang out. Let the top part of my body hang out. The bottom part of my body will be in. No, if you want to go, go head on. Go on out there. It's okay. Go ahead. I mean, you will answer to this word again that we're teaching, but go ahead. If you made the choice to go ahead and live it up now, that that is your choice. I can't fight with that. Right. And that's our attitude. We can't fight with that. But I can offer you, extend you life. I can throw you a lifeline, but it's not going to be nothing other than we've already said. The, the the word the word is already spoken it and there is nothing else outside of it so people that have made their word their enemy these people they have no other hope they may try to find hope in a this and that and this and that but ain't no hope in that stuff there is no hope in that stuff it's not no hope in that stuff Jesus answered them, have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. He spoke of Judas Issachar, the son of Simon. 
For he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the word blessed you on today. I pray that there was something said that sparked you, that inspired you, that gave life because this is the living word. Amen. This is the water that costs us never to thirst again. And this is that bread that costs us not to have to hunger because the Lord gives us this day our daily bread. Amen. We begin to eat. We live. We grow. We came today from John chapter 6. Amen. And I pray again, amen, that something was said that that inspired you. Amen. But I tell you what, um, verse 21, they were willing to receive him into the ship. Are we willing to receive the Lord into us? That just really blessed my soul. They were willing to receive him. And then right after they were willing, immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Immediately. Immediately the ship was where they were supposed to be. Amen. And I don't know about you, but it don't take God no long time to do what he said he's going to do. Amen. Many times he waits on us. It don't take him no long time to do what he said he's going to do. Because we see here in 21, immediately they were at the place where they needed to be. Amen. And I don't know what you're believing the Lord for on today, but let me tell you something. All you have to do is begin to receive the Lord in. Amen. Begin to receive him in and watch what God does. Amen. Watch what he does. Begin to say, Lord, have your divine way in me. All right. Have your divine way in me. Lord, I receive you in. Lord, I want you to come in and do the work. Lord, I'm not going to resist you any longer. Hallelujah. But Lord, I need you to make your abode in me. Hallelujah. I need you to come in and cleanse me and wash me and refresh me and renew me and restore me and revive me lord i need you to come in and do this thing lord i receive what you have for me huh i trust you i trust you lord amen how many can trust the lord on today say i trust you lord hallelujah immediately hallelujah immediately when they received him they were there where they were supposed to be. Amen. That's not the only highlight in the scriptures that I love about verse six, but six, uh, six, uh, chapter six and 66 says from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Why? Because many of them were not ready and able and willing to strip off the carnal mind and put on the spirit mind. It sounds too much like work. Right. But the Lord wants to know, are you willing? Have you counted up the cost? Because Jesus said it's doable. Jesus said, I am the way. And a lot of times we're not comfortable because we can't see the way. I can't see it, though, Lord. I know you're the way and I believe that I believe. But I, I, I'm just trying to see now. But with the Lord being the way, the truth and the life, 
it's the word that we have to stand on. It's a road. It's a it's it's a it's the straight way leading to the straight gate. So are we willing to come up in the way we think and begin to put our feet on a path called straight? A path that the unclean never think about walking on. Never. Because they're too busy looking at the carnal things in life. But those of us that are now, we are, we are taking on the righteousness of God. We are thinking on this matter. Amen. Saints, I love you so much. That is.